Biblical family values. Whoever comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even life itself, cannot be my disciple. I'm sure this is exactly what all of us think of when we hear biblical family values or traditional family values. Maybe not. But here, Jesus is offering instructions to all who wish to be his disciples, and he is clearly naming the startling requirements for the ministry. Jesus emphasizes the choices would-be disciples must make, Jesus or family, Jesus or earthly life, Jesus or possessions. To be disciples, Jesus is asking us to hate family, life, and possessions. I'll let you in on a secret about me, and I pray you will not use it against me. I hate ketchup and crickets. I can't stand them. I sort of cringe just talking about them. I have such strong feelings about both ketchup and crickets that it is easy for me to hate them. Not a problem, Jesus. If those were the prerequisites for discipleship, it would be no issue. On the other hand, I love my family. I love my parents, my wife, and my cat. I love my chosen family, too. I love life. And I have to say that I love some of my possessions, though of course not nearly in the same way. This is where discipleship gets trickier. To hate my family and my life would be a real hardship. I don't think the literal emotion of hatred is the actual goal. But Jesus is asking us to make a choice. We must order our lives in significant and challenging ways. What is primary? What motivates our lives? What centers us? What comes first? Conversely, what gets in the way? What must we rid ourselves of in order to attend to Jesus as primary? What must we hate in order to be fully centered in Christ's love? Love your family. But if your family prevents you from following Jesus, or if your family separates you from the love of God, Jesus comes first. Love your life. But if the love of life prevents you from being able to pick up the cross with Christ, Jesus comes first. Enjoy those things that add comfort to your life. But if you love them so much that you cannot see Jesus and love Jesus in each person you encounter, Jesus comes first. Discipleship is not easy. And if our faith does not require any sacrifice, we might be missing something. This is probably a good moment to name that many of Jesus' teachings have been misused throughout history. God granted us reason, prayer, and relationship as means of discernment. Earthly leaders speaking in the name of Jesus are not Jesus. There are leaders who have used this passage and others similar to it 
to build powerful insular communities that perpetuate harm and division. These leaders have asked people to hate those who care for them in order to follow their leadership fully and without question. That is not what Jesus is asking us for. When we follow the true word of God, and of Jesus in particular, we are reminded that sacrifice is life-giving. Sacrifice is for the betterment of the whole, not just for a few. It is for the care of the body of Christ. Hatred of what separates us from God is actually a call to more expansive love of Christ. The way that Luke's gospel in particular talks about Jesus demonstrates a call to that expansive love and expansive life. Luke talks a lot about God's commonwealth, where our resources are shared for the care of community. Luke reminds us of what life in the body of Christ can look like. Jesus' imperative draws us beyond the insular family and beyond an individual way of being. We are called to expansive life. Biblical family values, as Jesus articulates them, require enough trust in Jesus to expand the family beyond father and mother, wife and husband, children and siblings. Being a disciple of Jesus presents an alternative structure of belonging. We become the body of Christ, not just our individual family units. We belong to Jesus more than we belong to our family, to our possessions, and yes, even to life itself. Jesus is the center of our structures of belonging. We are disciples first and foremost. There is something beautiful and expansive in these requirements for discipleship. We become part of something much greater, part of the kingdom of God. When we loosen our grasp on our insular family or on insider versus outsider ways of thinking, we are freer to extend hospitality. We are freer to create strong relationships beyond the family. We create groups of belonging that are rooted in our faith and not just our blood. When we loosen our grasp on possessions, we are freer to share our resources and ensure that all in our community have what they need. We are less distracted and more centered on Jesus and how to follow him in our daily lives. When we loosen our grasp on life, we see that our lives are not our own. Our lives belong to the God of all creation. We are created beings, and we are followers of Jesus. Living according to the word of Jesus can certainly pose challenges for us, but we are called as created people of God to stand firm in sharing love, salvation, and liberation. While on the first read of our gospel passage this morning, it's easy to get stuck on the word hate and have that be what goes with us into the world. Love is still central. Even Jesus' hardest teachings are given in love. 
Jesus wants us to be his disciples. So he gives us instructions for our life as followers and for our lives, our common lives as the body of Christ. Jesus also experienced human life and therefore knew the sort of temptations we would fall into. The overarching theme here when Jesus talks about hatred of family, life, and possessions is an acknowledgement of what is temporal and impermanent. Jesus wants us to be free from those things so that we can live lives centered on those things that are holy, eternal, and beyond the world as we know it. This passage is not saying to hate all the people who care for you and protect you. This passage is not saying to give all of that up in favor of an earthly religious leader. This passage is saying to look beyond the small, individualized structures of our world. This passage invites us into a deeper, common life. Jesus calls us beyond the insular and toward expansive relationships and ways of being. We are called into the chosen family of Christ followers. We choose our baptism and choose this life and we join this body. This passage is not placing hate as a Christian value. Instead, Jesus is asking us to resist the things that separate us from God and from God's creation. This is all for the sake of love and care. In Christ, life is deeper and wider, richer and more creative. In Christ, life is deeper and wider because our structures of belonging come from the source of love. Our relationships and connections expand in ways we might have never imagined. In Christ, life is richer because in releasing our possessions, we become rich in love. Opportunities for generosity arise. Loosening our earthly resources helps us to rely on God and rely on the body of Christ for our needs to be met. We are brought together rather than living separated, self-sufficient lives. And in God, in giving our lives to God, we experience her creative power and discern God's will for our lives. May we join Christ in that life that is deeper and wider, richer and more creative. Amen.